<clears throat> Greeting fellow listeners and welcome to Inform Discussion. I myself, Yutoi Wong, I'm a as a, as a P2 student here at Mercy University College of Pharmacy. And I have here my research partner, Allison. I'll let her introduce herself. Hello everyone, I'm Allison. I am a P3 student at Mercer University College of Pharmacy and welcome to Inform Discussion. All right, so we're gonna get started today. And first we're gonna talk about why are we here with you today? And why did we start this podcast? All right, so you told you wanna fill them in on to why we're here and what we wanna talk about with our fellow listeners? Yeah, for sure. So essentially Inform Discussion is a pharmacy related discussion as it would sound and it's and it's basic and it's on the basis of to share the importance of information from a pharmacy student perspective so where we have our own personal interests such as community clinical and industry pharmacy we also just want to use up this platform as a means to share that information to the general public and so they can gain a better perspective on both clinical trial data and its implications inside public health Right, right. And with my interest of um, pharmacy, I came to pharmacy school with a lot of different aspects of what I want to do for the future. I worked in community for a couple of years. And then when I came here, I was thinking about doing a hospital. And then I started going, realized industry was also available. So I think I kind of favorite towards industry now that I'm a P3 student. And industry is just basically where you get your drugs if you want to make it clean and cut. Um, more like where we're making the drugs and making sure that they're regulated and they're safe and they're effective for the population. And the way that I think my personal interest in industry to pharmacy is related to the discussion is that um, what we're gonna talk about kind of deals with a little bit of industry related pharmacy with clinical trials being the main topic. Um, so that's what I can bring to the table for this um, discussion. And I hope you guys learn a lot from me in my opinions. So, Allison, what topics are we going to talk about specifically during this series of the podcast? All right. So for this series, uh, we're going to have a series of episodes. Um, it's not very long. It's only about four or five episodes. Uh, first, we're going to focus on clinical trials. And that's going to talk about the introduction, like what's the de developmental process and the importance of clinical trials. Then we're going to dabble into participation and most importantly, diversity. That's a big topic nowadays. And we want to include that into clinical trials. Diversity does matter with science as well. And then we're also going at the end, like the last two episodes, we're going to talk about this um, research that Utoy and I have been working on for nearly almost a year now um, in our classes, a research elective called, well, we nicknamed it Pabium. <laughs> it's called the perceptions, attitudes, and beliefs of young underrepresented minorities in clinical trials. Uh, we started last summer and we continued it on throughout this whole academic year. So we have a lot of episodes, a lot of topics to talk about, and I think it's going to be a great ride. All right. So um, with all that information, why did we want to start a podcast? You tell you think you want to tell the um, viewers that? So at Mercy University College of Pharmacy, we have a elective uh, starting our second year. Um, so I chose and Allison chose as well to mention the pharmacy related courses of our interest. So what that includes is introduction to research and project development. So 
like um, Allison said, she's a P3, she's a year ahead of me. So she's been doing this for a little bit longer than my, I have. And I just kind of hopped on the train and just decided to add to the value of what Papium is going to be. And then we had a lovely Dr. Winya who taught myself inside, I believe it was, uh, what was the name of the class again? We don't have it anymore. <laughs> Healthcare delivery. Healthcare delivery. And I saw her passion for, for the social determinants of health. And I decided I wanted to get, I wanted to dive into research surrounding public health. And I believe I spoke with her and then we got on board with this and that's how I started. Awesome. And I kind of started a very similar way. Um, at the end of my P2 year, I was looking for an internship um, that was related to research as well as industry a little bit. And I also had like a liking for um, just social aspect, not more science-based, but really social and the population-based. And um, um, Dr. Wynn was one of the interviewers for the internship and COVID was prevalent, picking up on that. And I wanted to continue something during my summer despite COVID just taking everything out. So I reached out to Dr. Wynn. She was graciously enough to give her time and effort to helping me with research because this is my first time doing anything research related. And I'm so thankful and honored. And I think she has shared so much information. Just, it's just unbelievable, more than what a class can teach. And having that one-on-one -on -one, um, partnership was just incredible to my knowledge with pharmacy and research and health determinants and everything in between. So we'd like to introduce Dr. Wynn. Um, and I hope you guys learn so much from her with the little few time we have. So Dr. Wynn, how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm so happy to be here with y'all today. Oh, thank you so much for being here with us today and being on a podcast. Um, have you ever been on a podcast before? No, but I'm, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I think I've turned y'all. Allison, do you listen to any podcasts? I, I haven't. Um, sometimes in my free time, I like murder mystery sometimes I think those are interesting um but yeah that's all I listen to so far yeah I like true crime as well um yeah that's um one of my favorite um podcasts I'm listening to right now is called criminal um and they're really short episodes maybe 20 to 40 minutes but they explore all aspects of criminality and not just like murder so it's kind of it's a nice break but it also is sort of on that like uh, more darker side of things, but um, I highly suggest it. Oh, I like it. I'm going to have to write that down. So first, we're going to get started on some questions for you that I think our listeners would like to know more about you with. Um, first off, where did you receive your education? Um, I earned my bachelor's in psychology from the University of Florida, Go Gators. <laughs> um, I then went on to get a master's in public health from the University of South Florida, and then a PhD in public health with a concentration in, in um, social behavioral sciences back at the University of Florida. Awesome, awesome, wow. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's all I wanna say. All right, Uta, what do you guys say? You got any questions for Dr. Wynn? Yeah, so Dr. Wynn, where did you find your passion in public health? Um, I was first introduced to public health as an undergrad. I thought I wanted to be a physician. I wanted, you know, I was really interested in healthcare. 
Um, but I found myself frustrated in sort of one-on-one -on -one patient clinical encounters when I would shadow. Um, you know, I wanted to really have an impact on a larger scale. Um, and then at that time, one of my um, professors, I was in a health psychology class, really encouraged me to look into public health. And I thought that's great. You know, you're using a lot of things we know in psychology, sociology, anthropology, but you're really applying it at multiple levels. You can really, you know, work with indiv individuals, you know, at the individual level, but multiple people at a time, working with partners or interpersonal level, right? So family dynamics or, or you know, spousal dynamics or parent dynamics or at the community level, which is what I really was really gravitating towards, you know, how to make an impact you know, leveraging the strength of communities in order to improve everyone's health. Awesome, awesome. So with all that exposure, what led you to pharmacy? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think it was sheer luck because I was trained um, in cancer and I actually studied colorectal cancer as a doctoral student. Um, and at that time, one of the people, my faculty, um, of the faculty uh, was working on our research team with a researcher who was doing prostate cancer work and she was looking for someone who was familiar with health literacy and technology and health communication and that was really you know what I was really interested in um, and so you know I applied to be her postdoc um, to be her postdoc fellow um, and I did and you know we decided to and I decided to be her mentee and work on her team but she, by training she was a pharmacist she went to pharmacy school in Nigeria practice in pharmacy when she was living in London um, and so um, her work at that time was maybe 75% prostate cancer community health and 25% pharmacy practice, just because that's sort of where her roots are. So being as part of her, um, her postdoc, you know, I had to um, learn about the world of pharmacy. I was able to learn about pharmacy practice and I had the ability to teach their um, they don't call, they don't call first year students, P1 students, they say one PD for some reason. Um, but you know, they're, they're first year pharmacy students about public health and pharmacy. So that's when I learned about the world of pharmacy and turns out uh, we talk, um, we talk about, you know, the sort of the same issues. We, you, you, you have a lot of the same issues in both worlds of public health and pharmacy, but you know, what you're missing is a shared language. Um, and so that's what I thought was really interesting. So Dr. Nguyen, um, so what impact do you want to establish within the next five years and what does that look like for you? Um, my running joke, I tell this to my boss, Dr. Ryan, who's the department chair all the time, that within the next five years, I just want to be employed. <laughs> you know, and I think, um, and I am so lucky that I get, at the end of the day, I get to be employed doing projects of my own doing. You know, many other jobs out there, you're told what projects to do, you're told what tasks to do. Of course, a lot of, you know, I have that within my job too. Um, things come down the pipeline and I'm assigned to them, right? But, you know, for the research angle, you know, those ideas are all mine. I have the ability to drive that research. I have the ability to really discover. And so to have that, what I say, you know, freedom, that academic freedom is really liberating. And so, for me, I want to inspire, especially with y'all and as my students and other students, you know, find some part of passion in order to drive change and make a difference to the community that you serve. And that's why, you know, I thought this podcast was such a great idea because, you know, traditionally when we do research, we publish those results, right? We make, once we get, re once we do research, whatever that means, we get, we have results. 
And then what we do is we let other scientists know what we've done. And for me, that does a disservice to communities that we serve, especially since the work that I'm in, you know, I work with community, I work in community. So the community should know, you know, you know, what's happening, what's going on, you know, should know the answers to my questions. It's a little bit different if I was doing some bench scientists and playing with microscopes and pipettes, you know, the community probably wouldn't care. But I think when I'm asking the community questions, um, we should really give, this is, this is our, um, it's part of our, our sort of our ethics, right? To give back to the community, to really ensure that the work that we're doing doesn't stay within our own worlds. And so I want to make sure that 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 sort of passion of wanting to make a difference and change and also wanting communicating what your findings, you know, to, to y'all, to my students. Um, and, you know, I also want to make sure that I inspire more students to think about things from beyond the clinical level, beyond that clinical encounter. You know, I tell, I'll, I tell students all the time, you know, you know, you chastise, you chastise a patient for their medication adherence issues, but did you ask about all the other things that affect their adherence, right? Transportation issues, health communication issues, um, job security issues, health literacy issues, right? All of those things impact one's ability to take their medications. And so, um, you know, to, to really summarize it, you know, I just want to, you know, continue the work that I'm doing, be passionate about the work that I'm doing, trying to make sure that I can change the community that I serve, and hopefully, you know, um, really instill some of that passion and drive in y'all. Awesome, awesome. Well, personally, what I can say is that you're already past that train. You, you have already, like, touched that with me as a student. And sometimes it's better to touch at least one student. I can speak for only myself than just no students at all. So I feel like you're really living up to your goal. And I guarantee you probably gonna have you will have employment in the next five years. <laughs> I, I oh, we'll see. We'll see about that. <laughs> like, yes. So um, let's see. What do you have any questions? We asked you about a good four or five questions, and there are awesome answers with that. So what, do you have any questions for us as students? Yeah, I think, you know, as someone who's been teaching y'all for, this is the longest I've ever had students in the pharmacy program, right? I teach, now we're in a block. I used to have y'all all semester and now I have you for barely eight weeks. I only teach really the first week and a half in, in the pharmacy curriculum. Um, so it's hard to get this much time with students. It's really exciting. But I guess my question to the both of you is, um, you know, what is probably the biggest lesson you've learned, you know, as we've been working together and, you know, what else would you want to learn? So two things, actually. Allison, you first. Oh, let's see. Wow. Um, it's a brain picker. Um, let's see. I would say the one thing that I probably learned the most or I did expect to learn the most with is how deep and but yet narrow research or research question or how to get answers that our research can be. I always thought it was just a question, you know, when you in your third grade, fifth grade science fair, just ask a question, have a little trifold and you go at it. Research on this level is so much it's like when I first came in, I think I was at looking for questions and I was getting kind of um, let down because every question I would come up with, I would look on PubMed or Google Scholar and it would be like a million articles already done about it. And I was just like, wow. And then 
Dr. Wayne kind of told me to think deep as well as be passionate, but think deep, but and broad, but like narrow at the same time. It's, it's kind of like a, almost like a trench almost, and or a bisque. And that's what you're just walking in with research. And I think that's something I didn't expect, but I learned how to kind of like switch my mind into a different thought process. And I feel like you really do need that to stay passionate, stay like on the track of your research and not to give up, honestly. And what I hope to learn I don't know, I learned so much and more stuff I thought I wasn't going to learn at all. Um, let's see. What I hope to learn would be how to find that puzzle, that missing piece of the puzzle. I think that takes a lot more time rather than, I mean, of course, skill, but I think that takes more time, but that's time that I'm willing to put into it is to always find that missing piece in something because it's always there you think you had the whole puzzle piece and then when you actually put it together you're missing a piece and I think that's what I want to be more detailed at and asking questions within the question <laughs> I think I think for myself um to be like to be really specific I think one thing I learned during this process during the research is the intense disparity between um, minorities and people of color versus um, clinical trials. And I didn't know at, to, at uh, this point inside today's society that that problem is still prevalent even inside, even among the science community. So that's one thing I learned. And the one thing I want to learn is how we can continue to push the, to push the grant and continue to move forward and try to um, look at that disparity and try to find a solution. So essentially, I learned a problem and I'd like to find a solution to it. Yeah, and I think with research, you know, a lot of people don't realize it, but it's a lot about resiliency. And I think that's a lot of what you've learned about too. It's, it's yeah, you're always going to hit a roadblock. You're always going to get knocked down, but how and can you get back up, right? And I think it's, it, it, we do students a disservice when we sort of um, don't provide opportunities for students to learn and grow. Um, and, you know, there's a reason why people say there's growing pains, right? And what you have to be uncomfortable, you have to be frustrated, you have to go, this is terrible. Like, why can't, like you mentioned, Allison, like, the, we started speaking at the beginning of the summer and it wasn't until the very end of the summer that we were able to land on a research question because every single time you came up with a topic, I would redirect to, or we found that there was already so much research out there, right? And right. that's really what it is. And that's, and that's where innovation comes from. And that's where we think about um, sort of, you know, what you learn about, you know, even within drug development, you have to find the unknown and you have to make sure there's utility and that you're going to change something and discover something that no one's going to done before, been done before. And you know, y'all know about this. Do you remember the statistic of the amount of, of drugs that successfully go through the FDA pro approval process, like the very end, it's like single digits, right? Or something like that, or like 10%. So think of all of that science that, that don't even make it to the market, right? And that's, that's all research, right? That's all part of the, the scientific process. And, you know, I think there's a lot of parallels of, of life in this, you know, you got to be resilient, you have to be steadfast and strong. And for me, you know, I, I struggle with this because I want all students to have to be passionate. I want all students to 
yes, accomplish your dreams. But I've always been very pragmatic and where I'm not saying you can't accomplish your dreams, but make sure you have a backup plan. What is your plan B? What are your goals to get it? Unfortunately, not everyone's going to be, you know, discover the new DNA, something or another. You're not going to discover the COVID vaccine. Not saying you can't. I'm just saying the odds are not in your favor there, right? Sure. But for me, you know, I want to see an outline. And that's why I keep pressuring y'all for outlines and, and wanting to all written out and, and just being methodical about it. But also plan B, you know we wanted to publish our results. You know, we had great numbers, but it turns out, you know, maybe that isn't the right venue. So we had to go to our plan B and this is our plan B. And I think if anything, plan B might've been even been better than plan A. Right. I, I do agree with all that. I really do. And cause this is something that I would have never thought I would be on. I'm more of kind of like introverted. I'm an observational person. I just sit there and watch. And then I may say something if it's needed. But to be on a podcast, wow. Me too. Me too. I'm very introverted as well. I don't like public speaking. Don't put me in the spotlight. No, thank you. Mm -mm. And But when I tell people that, uh, hey, what you doing research so far, Allison? Like, we haven't seen you. Or what you working on? We're done with class. And I'm looking like, I'm doing research. I'm doing an outline. We're trying to... We're trying to do something more different in research than just an article. We're trying to do a podcast. And you're like, podcast? Wow. I haven't heard anybody do a podcast before. Or do pharmacy students even have time for a podcast? So um, that kind of like put some more spark into um, me just continuing going, my passion more or less. And so I'm very excited for what these episodes, what we will do out these episodes and the outcome and all of it. Um, like you said, plan B may be better than plan A. <laughs> yes. All right. So you two, do you have any questions or any comments you want to say before we wrap things up? No, I think we got all the pieces of the puzzle together. Um, so I just like to say thank you to our viewers for coming out. And next week we'll be talking about clinical trials. Who, what, when, where, and why. Ooh. So Allison, all right. us out. Yes, well, who, what, when, and where, why, why? Mm. So thank you so much for checking in and we'll see y'all next week, okay? Thank you so much, Dr. Nguyen. Bye, everyone.